An elegant weapon is a proud member of the Points of Interest podcast network and is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. Yo, this is Greg Capullo, man, and you're listening to Elegant Weapon. And you know who the biggest elegant weapon is? I can't tell you where it's located, but it's uh, got something to do with me. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for the more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, this would be episode 72 of An Elegant Weapon. My name is Jay. I am the Jedi Ross. I am the host of this show, the show that usually begins right after you give me a moment to flick my bick. Your love of the halfling's leaf has clearly slowed your mind. Uh, One of the reasons I love hanging out and podcasting with my guests this evening are that these guys are like, no, fuck you, we do video. Which, uh... No one else does. No one ever wants to chat online and on video for some reason when they're doing podcasts. It's uh, it's always a strictly audible thing. About a year ago, I'm hanging out on Twitter, and I come across this Twitter handle that would draw any self-respecting fanboy in, and that would be the Twitter handle Drunk on Comics. Now, you know, I kind of gravitate to things like that, booze, comic books, you know, how can you go wrong? So I gave these gentlemen a listen. And in about five minutes, they had me. It was good. I was there. I was done. So I, has it been quite a year yet? Yeah, it was just a year, wasn't it? Yeah. We yeah, we just did year. your year. Yeah. Uh, about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. This would be Derek and Kevin of Drunk on Comics hanging out with us tonight, which uh, cool. which is perfect because I'm glad if it could just be two of you, I got a Marvel and a DC, so that's pretty good. And and actually, you do because Kevin is yeah. definitely our DC guy. Oh hell yeah, I'm representing with my my, <laughs> my Green Lantern shirt on. He's got Green Lantern. I got X Men. <laughs> oh look at this! You guys dressed the part. I'm uh, I'm Star Wars out this yeah. afternoon, so we're all we're all appropriate fanboy attire. We have our uniforms back in place. Um, yeah, it's uh, like we just said. It's been about a year. You guys have been uh, just cooking, rolling along. And uh, taken off like fireworks, and it's been awesome to be to have been there to hear you guys from the beginning, and watch how far it's come, and how much fun you've had has been fucking awesome for me. And to get to hang out and talk to you guys, always good times. We did a cross pod, which was your guys' first cross pod. Yeah, and actually, it's the only cross pod. Yeah, that's uh, have you just has it just not come up again, or um, you know, it's it's got to be the right fit. You know, I mean, I. I, I was explaining to a friend how you guys are kind of like our uh, alternate universe Canadian brothers, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, 
<laughs> because we're we're booze and, and, and comics, you know, here weed and Star Wars, you know, that's it really is that parallel universe type thing. Well, I think yeah, we, we shoot for a lot of the same ideals, which is cool. Um, it, one of the things I love talking fun shit. Yeah, and not being too uh it's like semi pro, you know? We're, yeah, we're like semi pro. We're not. We're not. You know, we're, we're we're seasoned enough, and we put enough TLC into our shows. But we also aren't trying to like you know, we're not trying to break the bank or anything. You know, so yeah. And, and I I gotta thank you for uh, for sticking with us because you actually did hear the original episodes, and those were they're pretty bad. Like going back and listening to them. They weren't so bad because you guys are funny guys. You know what I mean? That's what, you know, you guys are entertaining. That's the first thing. (laughs) You guys have this mix of you've got the knowledge and the entertainment value. That's what makes for a perfect podcast. When you got four friends, sometimes five, who are hanging out together and, you know, have this gel, have this mixture, and they also know the shit that they're talking about, that makes a really good podcast. That makes for a good conversation, right? Sometimes we we don't know as much as I think uh, people... People like to to think we do, but you know we know we know enough about what we're talking. Uh, you well, know, it's well. Honestly, what makes you there and why uh, you've you've been so instrumental to to the to success is you're 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 a great salesman <laughs> and you have knowledge, which together is is a uh, that is dangerous. It's, it's, a, it's a perfect. <laughs> And, and if you can get people to like it, then then it's then it's the triple threat, you know. Well, it's. Yeah. I so think you're, you're not doing it by your by your looks. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we don't do video any any time. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I think though. I think you guys suffer from a bit of the humility syndrome that I do sometimes because I'm not saying like. You know, there's Star Wars fans out there that would make me look like an, just a novice. You know what I mean? But then to the regular, actual novice, people tell me, you know your shit. And I don't feel like I do because I know there's more out there. And I think you guys almost suffer from that sometimes, too. Because I listen to your show. I've heard every goddamn episode. <laughs> and there's no way that you're, you know, you don't, you don't know as much as I think you do. Because you've already said it. You've already well, put it out there, you know? Yeah, there, there, there is just such a wide amount of information out there that we don't know, though. You know, I mean, it's a but you, you can't one person really can't know it all. Oh, you yeah, know? that's the fun of it, right? Yeah, and I, and I guess you know, I think part of it too is when you put all four of us together, we have a much larger you know knowledge base, where that really helps out because you know Kevin knows a lot more about you know especially the '90s and '80s and stuff like that. Um, you know, Tony and Matt know a lot about the, the galactic Marvel universe. I know, you know, and they know a lot about the Avengers. I know the X-Men and the Daredevils and, and, and a little, and I know quite a bit more about the indie stuff than, than the rest of the guys do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, we, we do have a nice knowledge base there that we can all work off of and, you know, hopefully fall four of us around, we at least know something, you know, about it. But Well, I've learned not, a lot, you know. I've, I've learned tons that I've been like, well, holy crap. Uh, mainly, uh, you know, about uh, stuff I wouldn't know about, like Avengers and uh, stuff like that. Because I am a DC kid. I'm a DC guy. Uh, I'm an X-Men Wolverine guy, though, too, at the same time. Um, the yeah. only thing I was ever into Marvel-wise was when I was a kid was uh, Spider-Man and X-Men. And, you know, I never really delved into it much. But I think because of the generation we came from, 
I remember being like in grade six and me and like four buddies had what we called a comic book club, which was basically all going to one guy's house after school and talking about comic books. Yep. And I learned an incredible amount of shit that I know about the Avengers and uh, Secret Wars and just the Marvel Universe from just hanging out with my friends back then. Yeah. And, you know. I know that like when I was a kid, you know, we would, it was a, a lot of times at like lunchtime. And it was, it seemed like it was like every Friday you brought your comic books into school and you just traded, you know? So, so you guys, no, did you guys like really do an exchange? Like here's, here's this rag, give me yours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, we, we traded and like, like a book that had a better story or was cooler or for whatever reason that could be worth two or three other books. We had our own like kind of, you know. We had our own uh-huh. price range, I guess. <laughs> nice. Jealous, man. Jealous. Because, you know, we, we got our own books. And, I mean, I was able to flip through it but not read them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, there were certain yeah. ones that, like, once <laughs> once you acquired a book, you wouldn't necessarily trade it. I mean, somebody would have to make you a really good offer, like, four or five books, you know, for this. I mean, I remember I had an Invader's Annual number one. And I think it was, like, from 1970, 1972, something like that. Mm-hmm. And you know it's it was Captain America and uh, and the Human Torch the the Android Human Torch and uh, Prince Namor Submariner fighting Nazis. Nice. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, and that's all the Invaders was, and it was such a cool book. Like once I got that, I never let it go. You know until I ended up selling it later on in life, and then I had to track down a good copy of it again at one of the conventions we went to and. Now I've got it, and I spent way too much money on it. It's not <laughs> worth it, but it's a beautiful condition, and, and I don't, I'll never sell it again. Yeah, so. it's it sounds when you get. I have I have a few of those second time round comics where I just like, oh yes, you're mine again. I'll never let you go again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll why bug did, it. <laughs> why did we part? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There there are a lot of books that I, I look at that I had when I was a kid. Now the only you know, the only redeeming thing about getting rid of those books is that they were in such terrible condition that they wouldn't be worth anything anyway. Right. You know, because you throw them in your book bag and your backpack. I mean, we didn't, we didn't bag and board shit when we were 10. No. <laughs> really? I, that's one thing I've always been, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very organized bordering on obsessive compulsive. Like I'm a super organized, just M fellow, you know? And, right. uh, how how detailed is your uh, comic book list? Well, is- I'm I'm halfway. I've just started putting it on my laptop. So I okay. just started about two months ago. I started a spreadsheet, and uh, you know, of course, all inspired by, you know, my my listener Jidge to drunk on comics. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'm I'm getting into that. I'm gonna put it all on there. <coughs> Just in general, uh, my my long boxes are incredibly organized. Like they're bro, they've got a divider for every like four part miniseries. You know, really? Yeah, See, I, I, I fuck that. I won't do that at all. <laughs> you know, I'm not doing dividers. Although now you're gonna make me think about it. Now I probably will <laughs> next week. Yeah, Kev, Kevin's basically alluding to the fact that if your listeners <laughs> haven't heard before, that I'm a little uh, OCD it is, when it comes it is to ridiculous my <laughs> spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> I love well, that though. I think it's great because it's all that information is right there at your fingertips whenever you well, need it, whenever you well, want. 
especially we're going to these conventions and actually I didn't, I, I kind of stuck my nose up a little bit at you, Derek, uh, for, for doing it. But, but now we're going to more conventions and you see the list, you can just boop, 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 boop. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and then there, there it is. Cause I honestly, like, uh, I know I have half the artists that are at these conventions, but what what do I pull? I don't I don't know. Yeah, and so I I, I salute you, sir. Well, when we went <laughs> when we went to Motor City here back in May, I was not able to get all the books signed that I wanted because we were just too busy. But I took a hundred and sixty comics with me that I could have had signed. What really? Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> and it's all because I had that spreadsheet. But you yeah. know, I mean, I I've, I've got over three thousand comics now at this point. Yeah, that's and, a lot of books. <laughs> yeah, and the, the the hard part about the the spreadsheet, I will warn you, I procrastinated, and I'm about two months behind on updating, and it's going to be probably close to a day's work for me to to get that shit going. Right, right. Yeah, the but, time we have to put into the silly things that give us nothing but personal <laughs> satisfaction. <laughs> yeah, and people wonder why I'm single. <laughs> See, I only have uh, three and a half long boxes of comics. I've never actually counted them out. And, um, yeah, I, I think I've got somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, I don't know, a dozen-ish, yeah. maybe, maybe 13, 14. And, and two of those long boxes are Star Wars. Because Star yeah. Wars was the only thing I was really collecting, except for X-Men a little, um, before the New 52. Fully admittedly, the New 52 pulled me right back into everything else. I never stopped collecting Star Wars. I have a stupid amount of Dark Horse Star Wars comics. But uh, the New 52, really, it, it got me right back in. It was, uh, it worked on me. You know what I mean? What, what, what do you think of the new series? Uh, which ones? What do you mean? The, the brand new one, the one that's like after uh, Episode 4, before Empire. Oh, it's uh, the, like the Alex Ross covers and stuff. Yeah. It's incredible. I love it. It actually made me think that you could maybe recast those roles. I have a really bad feeling about this. Because yeah. of the way that they drew the characters, they are very reminiscent of the actors who played them, but they are in no way caricatures of the actors who played them. And I love that they did that. Love it. Okay. I've got a question for you. Now... The uh, in issue one of that book, and, and I'm gonna I'm hoping that you can explain this. In issue one of that book, they're showing all of the these fighter pilots that are being put together for this, you know, little rogue squadron or whatever the hell it was. Mm-hmm. You've got a, a, a Twi'lek in there. The chick okay. with the, the, the yeah. two long things, Twi'lek, Twi'lek, whatever they are. She's holding her, her uh her fighter pilot helmet under her arm, and it's just a normal one. I'm like, no, how, that has to be somebody else's helmet. How the fuck did she put that on her head? Oh, really? Yeah. That's something I'll have to investigate because I didn't notice. But, yeah. uh, okay, what's the view of the helmet? It, it's kind of under her arm, you know, like, like, uh, it's you know, a like front Kobe view, Pine. though. Yeah, it's, it, it's okay. a front view. Oh, so, I mean, it's, it's, you're not seeing the back end. Yeah. yeah it, could, it could have cutouts. Yeah, yeah, theoretically, but still. Maybe she's got detractable. Doodads. Well, maybe those are only out when when she's aroused. <laughs> <laughs> they uh no they 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 brighten and color when they get aroused. But, oh, uh, good to know. <laughs> they are quite. I know they're quite pliable. They have talked about how they have been able to like 
stuff them into this and that. Like, uh, you know, the, I, I don't know. I can just remember it has been mentioned, but I'm going to look that up now because that's a good eye, man. That's that's a super good eye. Shows you how uh, close you're looking at your comic books. Eyes of the Hawk. Well, I, I pay attention to a lot of the art, and, and I try and really look at the whole thing. I mean, there are times when when I can't just because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm cruising through or maybe the book doesn't, entranced me that much but star wars i mean i grew up on that shit you know i mean i had when i was uh when i was 10 uh my parents kind of redid some stuff in the in the house and they let me put up wallpaper and so my wallpaper in my bedroom was empire strikes back wallpaper where i mean yeah yeah and it, it was it was fucking fantastic so you know i mean Huge, huge Star Wars fan growing up. So I mean, like that book—that's the only one that I've really read because it's you know I don't I don't understand the the expanded universe. I don't know where to start. It gets a little daunting, just like Doctor Who or anything else. If you don't know where to yeah. start, yeah. This is my whole theory on the thing. This is how I handle the expanded universe. Is uh, I wouldn't say that I'm so much a Star Wars fan as I'm a fan of the Jedi. So. It wasn't like I saw the movies when I was young. I was kind of really young. I was six when I went to see uh, Return of the Jedi when it was in the theaters. Okay. And uh, so, you know what I mean? Like I was a little young, even though it was part of my childhood and growing up in the 80s. But I remember clearly more like the droids cartoon and the Ewoks cartoon. And Return of the Jedi is the one movie I remember. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was part of my childhood and growing up and this and that. But it honestly wasn't until I I was younger and I read a, a novel, and I started reading the the new Jedi Order series, and I just I can't remember. I got one from the library or something, and this thing was just all about the Jedi and their training and this and that. And after the movie, and it just I was hooked. And ever since then, that's what it's been for me. I don't collect uh, all Star Wars comics. I only collect ones that are stories of the Jedi. So like uh, the bounty hunter ones, you know, uh, like the the Jango Fat ones, the the Boba Fat ones. Uh, I don't collect any of that stuff. I don't collect like Agent of the Empire or uh, any of those books. They just don't interest me. Yeah. So that's why people don't get that I'm a fan of the prequels, not because, yeah, the prequels, but I'm I got to see more Jedi. I got to see the temple. I got to see all that yeah. stuff on screen. So. For me, it was story be damned. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, that's the only way yeah. that you can't like those movies. I think. <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm see. That's why it's causing me almost concern. Like everybody's really excited for this new uh, Rebels cartoon series that's going to come out. What? Are you guys familiar with this? No. There's. No, uh, well, they canceled the Clone Wars, right? Yeah. And Dave Filoni, who is the you know the head guy on that, he's starting up another one. It's going to be on Disney XD. And it's called Rebels, Star Wars Rebels. And it's uh, in between three and four. Yeah, so it's in between three and four. Am I thinking that right? Yeah, it's in between the trilogies. And it's about, uh, you know, that time when the Rebel Alliance is forming and growing. We don't know much about it, so I can't tell you too much other than that. But it it could be anywhere in that 20-year span or 18-year span in between Jedi and Phantom Menace. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be really cool to see. But for me, I'm concerned because that time in the Star Wars universe, there's no Jedi. That's a Jedi-less time. 
because they've yeah. all been purged or maybe we'll get to see some because they're being hunted down and some of them went into exile and they're hiding. But overall, that's not like a Jedi Order time. That's going to be like a rough and tumble pirate smuggler bounty hunter time in the galaxy. That's what that cartoon's going to be all about. So I'm not that excited about it, right? Where everybody else is like, this is going to be the best shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because they're going to improve the animation, I'm sure, and it'll be even a step up from Clone Wars, which I loved Clone Wars because I got to see comic book figure. They took Dark Horse comic book characters and put them in the cartoon. Yeah. Like, you look Keldroma and, like, like, tons of these characters, and they just put them right in there. And for, you know, for a fan like me of the comics and the books, fuck yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so episode seven is going to be really interesting because everyone's clueless, you know? Some of us yeah. have put 20 years into the EU, and they I, that makes me feel like they can't just erase it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well... I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting because, you know, part of it, too, is that now that, you know, Disney owns Star Wars and they own Marvel and, you know, it's like with with the Dark Horse license running out, that's going to be curious as to how those characters are going to be able to transfer over to Marvel and also transfer over to, you know, the big mouse out there, you know. Yeah. So, well, here's. Here's a question though for you. Do those rights as far as they get like they 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 can't, they can't make any more new Star Wars comics, right? Like Marvel right. gets the right to Star Wars comics back. But does that mean they get the rights to those characters? That's what I'm curious about. You know what I mean? Does that mean like cuz those could be Dark Horse's intellectual property. That doesn't mean just because they can't continue to make more Star Wars doesn't mean the, they lose the Star Wars they have already had. Well, what I'm wondering is, um, and, and actually this is a, a good tie-in, I'll, I'll fill you in on, on a little snippet here, something that's coming up, but what, what I have, what I'm curious about is when Dark Horse created those characters, are do they automatically fall under the moniker of, of the rights of Lucasfilm? Right. Good point. Yeah. Because if they do, then whoever owns the rights to Lucasfilm owns the rights to everything that was done under their... Their banner, if you will. Yeah. And Lucasfilms, now that now that we're talking about it and I'm thinking about it, they would be on top of that. They wouldn't have let that happen. Yeah. You know, when they first went to Dark Horse, they would have been like, hey, anything you ever do is always ours. So, yeah. you know, we just kind of mooted our own conversation. Awesome. Well, um, and, and, and what we might do, we have a program that is in the works right now coming up. It'll be a special edition podcast um, coming up probably in a month-ish where we are going to talk to um, some wonderful young ladies who are comic book fans and nerds who also happen to be attorneys. Ooh. Yeah, so we're going to discuss <laughs> some some legal things, both in the real world and in the comic book world. You know, like <laughs> like when somebody, like when the Avengers blow up New York, New York City, who do the bills go to? Yeah. You know. <laughs> that, that that kind of fun shit. So there, you you heard it here first on your show before awesome. we even talked about it on ours. Exclusive announcement. Check that. Out. Well, that's no. Um, are you going to take uh, like writing questions or email questions or anything? Uh, we might. We I might. think you should because I might have a question or two that might pops into my head that uh, you know you should let people say. I bet you people might have some interesting questions for uh for you oh, to have a show like that. That's that's the wonderful thing about uh, audience participation. Is that they'll, they'll throw out stuff that you'll never think of. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, and, and that's one of the reasons why we didn't just jump right into this one and do it where like, you know, pretty much anything we can free flow it, you know, just and let it roll. But this one coming up, we want to have a little bit more prep time, you know, think about some great questions and ideas yeah. and good things to talk about because it's going to be pretty in depth, but it should be a hell of a lot of fun. Well, that's that's an that, that you don't want that to be a wasted opportunity. <laughs> you got no. fam, fanboy girl, fangirl lawyers <laughs> sitting down well, the podcast. Yeah, especially since their time is so valuable. What, what's a lawyer getting paid these days? Three hundred an hour. <laughs> well, well I, they're they're recently out of law school, so they're probably only getting one fifty two hundred. You know, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so, there was uh, there was one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about. Before we just completely keep talking and I completely forget, but <laughs> Man of Steel started something, I think, and it really got me starting to think. There was one thing I really appreciate about Drunk on Comics as a podcast is that Drunk on Comics is an equal opportunity basher. Like if you guys are given flack on anything, you don't give flack to one thing any more than anything else, like yeah. specifically DC or Marvel. You you know, uh, out of the four of you, three of you guys are particularly Marvel, and yep. you know, Kev, you're the DC guy. So, but even in that situation, you guys are all pretty fair about it. You know what I mean? You're not on like a war against DC, or you have nothing against DC, and I appreciate that about the podcast. Well, we we try and keep things as positive as possible. You know, and and there are times when I'm probably more guilty of it than anyone else. Where I will rant on something that that irritates me. Yeah, yeah, you, you definitely uh, have, have your issues with uh, the top tier of the DC universe being, as you say, got more god. And I I understand, but uh, it, I mean it's all about the 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 story, the the protagonists. Yeah, well, you know, but I'm, I, I guess one of the things where where we we chat is we try and be fair, even if we don't like something but somebody else does, we try and, you know, show the positive side. Because ultimately, we want to promote the comic industry as a whole. So that's that's first and foremost. But, but yeah, I mean, as far as Kevin's talking, you know, my reason for not liking DC is because I have a hard time relating to the heroes. But then again, I've said it multiple times, I think Marvel has way better heroes than DC, but I think DC has way better villains than Marvel. Right. So now, uh, now you guys, uh, uh, Derek, in your your comic book club, what, what were you guys trading, DC or Marvel books? Um, almost all Marvel. Uh, okay. Well, and actually, no, I take it back. It's weird because there were kids that had basically the Marvel kids traded with Marvel kids, and the DC kids traded with DC kids, and you couldn't, for the most part, you couldn't get a DC kid to take a Marvel book or vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. here's. Sorry, here's where my kind of core question lies then. This whole DC versus Marvel thing, how how and why is it a versus, okay? Because Man of Steel came out and, you know, it caused a, a whole huge line of division between a lot of people, especially <laughs> within the DC camp just itself, you know? You either loved or hated this fucking movie. And it's, that's 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 actually dead on true. Yeah, because Kevin, Tony, myself, and Jim, the intern, went and saw the movie. Tony, Kevin, and myself 
walked out of there going, that's one of the best fucking movies ever. And Jim's like, it was terrible. We're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Did you see the same fucking movie yeah. we just saw? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to get into a talk about, like, like, like the movie itself or anything, but if you want to hear about lots of interesting stuff, just tune in to Spoiler Alert Theater, The Man of Steel Session. Shameless plug right there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the, the last last post on the on the Podbean page there, but we got right into all that conversation. But uh, it it started also a lot of talk, and it almost turned into a Man of Steel Avengers kind of thing. Now it bothered me because it's only like a time scale thing, and uh, a friend really made it clear to me because you got to remember that Man of Steel was the Batman Begins of this new Superman world, right? Yep. Yeah. It was it was that. It was had that purpose, and it got unfairly because of the scale it was shot on, compared to Avengers a lot. You know, big blowing up buildings and this, this, and that. Now I don't understand why things can't exist in peace, and people just like what they like in this. Because even the Trekkies and the Star Wars nerds have pretty much, <laughs> they've no one cares anymore. That stuff really doesn't exist anymore. You know, they all kind of appreciate each other for their own thing. It's very clear that. There's not really much of a Trek versus Wars thing really anymore. And, uh, yeah. you know, the movies do their own thing. And sure, there was some scuffle about J.J. and this and that. But that's just coincidence. So do you think it was the companies themselves in the early days trying to just their competition and they got a little too aggressive to the point where they maybe turned their own fans against each other? Like, why you know, is it such a hard division? I, I think I, I do think actually it boils down to the original history where they were, you know, because DC for a long time was you know the 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 top comic, and then you get Marvel coming in, and you know Marvel wants to take down that top dog, and Marvel really did a lot of those things that did create separation, um, the Make Mine Marvel Club, you know, and you know the. The, they really did work hard on trying to um, on trying to prove that they had a better book that that whatever the case may be, you know that they they could do those kind of things. So, yeah, I, I probably would put the blame on those two companies. And then as DC began to be a little bit more defensive, they probably just tried to separate themselves from it. But what here's a funny thing: for as much as they, you know, want to fight back and forth. They do have this uh, shared trademark of the word superhero. So at some point yeah. back in, in the 50s, I think is when that happened, they came together and said, all right, let's work together and we're going to take care of this one word right here together. So, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think at this point, I think it's, I think they're very friendly with each other at this point. They've, uh, yeah. It's, but do you think the fans will catch up to that? Like there's, it's just so intense that you know, I don't know. I just don't understand why people get so divisive. Like it, you can have a comic. People don't freak out when you've got seven titles of one character. Okay, like say you got eighteen Batman titles going on, and every one of those titles, Batman looks different, and in every one of those stories, it's a different interpretation, and no one hates and gets that much disgusted at the ones in comics they don't like real much. But if it's a movie. People are like, it's, oh. it's it's like you've offended the universe if you make a bad comic book movie. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you've heard me bitch about the Daredevil movie, so. <laughs> <laughs> the blind lawyer from Hell's Kitchen. I, 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 oh, who hasn't bitched about that movie? <laughs> yeah. I, I I think the where that issue comes in, at least in my opinion, is that when you have a character, and this is this fanboys are notorious for, they take ownership of their characters. And when they do, that's where they have, uh, you know, they expect certain things. And a lot of times fanboys don't understand how, what you have to do to actually transfer something into a film. Yeah. And so they, they expect all these certain, you know, expect, expect to see this, expect to see that. And when it doesn't happen, then they get pissed, you know. So it, it because they feel like they're owed something. Now, I'm not a fan of this whole, you know, you know, you owe me this, you owe me that, the entitlement generation bullshit. Yeah, I agree. But I, I think it does happen quite a bit in in the in the world of fanboys. Well, thank God. I think nowadays you're starting to see the ones who weren't complaining back in the day, who have worked hard enough and educated themselves, are now making these movies. Like fanboys, like J.J. and Zack Snyder and yeah. you know, Josh Whedon and, you know, a good, good friend of yours. I'm sure he's, you know, <laughs> confirmed this on occasion. I'm sure he's worked hard over the years, you know. It cracks me up every time yeah. Tony mentions Joss. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't bother to say his last name. It's just Joss, you know, good friend of the show. I'm like, no, oh, you liar. So, yeah. yeah I, it's I, almost I, like, okay, but now you can be like, I hate the way that like when something bombs, they're like immediately like we're not touching it again. Like Daredevil. Okay, we made one. It wasn't perfect. Let's get on. Let's do it again. Let's try again. You know. By, by the way, dude, you're, he, he got tired of holding the the the, the, the tablet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just for, I, obviously listeners at home no. can't see, but you know, with the uh, the Skype, I'm pretty sure Jay's feeling like he just smoked like a huge blunt because well, we're just throwing the table yeah. around left and right. And yeah, like, and then you, you give it, it. then you give it to the guy who's been smoking and drinking. <laughs> so, so so now I got going to be all wavy gravy. That's and, pretty yeah. much what I figured had happened there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to hold this anymore. Uh, give, give me that, give me that bottle opener. Oh, we, we didn't plan and we didn't plan well. Oh no, we didn't plan well. <laughs> So it's cool that I'm talking to you guys on the weekend. Uh, right now is the Saturday of uh, Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah. So far, um, I've heard nothing comic book come out of it. Like, I've seen the, there was a trailer that came out that was cool. But, well, yeah, oh, The we, Walking Dead. The Walking Dead Season 4 trailer. Okay, that always, that, that's always comic book related. Yeah, at least, yeah. Yeah, like we we were doing some some research over the last couple of days uh, to talk uh, talk about uh, the show, and it was very difficult to find uh, information about the actual comic books. It was all this panel, that panel, uh, and no real new information. They're just talking about <laughs> what may be happening in the future, Derek. That's why we pay you the big bucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Now you guys I tell you what, it, it was it was a bitch trying to find anything that was news related on that thing. I mean, it just it, it sucked. But so that, I tell you, man, uh, the news about Archie, Archie and the Undead. I'm 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 stoked for that. Yeah. Uh, Sign me up. Wait, what? Archie and the Afterlife, or something like that. Archie and the Afterlife. What are you talking about? Like an Archie? What? There's a, a post-apocalyptic Archie with zombies in it. And That's awesome. 
Yeah, they're 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 talking about it. I, I think they had a panel. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they did. <laughs> and, and yeah, they they were talking about the details. And I think it starts in September or October. I'm not really sure on the date, but uh, it's it's a uh, definitely a uh, Archie title that I'm ready to sink in my my teeth into. Like I, like I did shortly with um, uh, Worlds Collide, the Se- Se- Sonic Mega Man yeah. mashup, and uh, uh, Kevin Kelly. <laughs> uh, I still like it. still like that one. But, yeah. That's awesome. Have you guys ever listened to uh... update for the day? Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> talk about the only RG update that'll happen this month. So across the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys uh, listened to Tales from the Long Box? Uh, I did quite a while back. It's it's been a while. Yeah, me too. But the one time I did listen, and it's uh, I can't remember his name or many details. I apologize, but it's a gentleman. He's well known. And he goes literally, he pulls a comic out of the long box and reads it on a podcast and kind of just reviews it as he goes. Yeah. And uh, it's awesome. But he did, the one I happened to listen to was an Archie episode. And he pulled out like an ancient Archie book. And he went through the whole thing and he was just like, ah, Jughead. And it was... It's kind of like how Kevin originally started his doing his reviews. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, you know, uh, one of the, uh, the one of the things I really enjoyed uh, digging through Longbox uh, recent memory was Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, and uh, of course we went in, got our free comic books, and we, we lots of long boxes dying fifty cents, and we had so much fun doing that. And I and I was little. Little off my rocker that day. Well, we were all a little happy yeah, that day. Yeah, happy. <laughs> and I said, "Whoa, what's this one?" I pulled it up and said, "Barbecue tails." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it, it was uh, barbarian tails. <laughs> so I'm like, "Hey, Derek, look, barbecue tails." I get this. <laughs> no, the best though was your Captain Canuck. Did, uh, did we tell you about Captain Canuck? I heard about it on the show. Yeah, that's the Captain Canuck that was... Uh, I didn't even know that was a real character until... Oh, yeah, that... oh, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and and Kevin pulled out what he thought was a Captain Canuck comic book, and it turns out it's just a diorama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, paid 50 cents for it, which, by the way, we still need to take a picture of that. That's still pretty good, uh, I, yeah. I got, I got my, 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 my micro collection here Yeah, we can dig through. Yeah, there's yeah. a new like version of them coming out, like a new series they put together. And, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Colm Andrushovsky, who is primarily a, a cover artist for like X-23 and a bunch of other Marvel books, primarily Marvel, but not exclusively, he was the one that was uh, working on, like, redesigning the character. Yeah. So yeah, we we've been we're excited to kind of see when that comes out and what that what happens with it. <laughs> yeah, he's not huge here. It's because it's a, he's always been a bit kind of it's more of a, a there's a novelty cheese to it kind of thing. It's yeah. Not, you know what I mean. But uh, there was confusion I remember with people between him and uh, the Vindicator. Yeah, it, yeah, because you know, the very similar outfits in a way. You know, like he almost looks like uh, Alpha Should be Flight. Part of guy, Alpha yeah. Flight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, which was oh, another. For a second there, I was getting Vindicator mixed up with in my head with about uh, with Violator. Violator <laughs> from Spawn. <laughs> yeah. Wow, he doesn't look anything like oh, him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, they're there every year. Uh, in fact, it's coming up Fan Expo uh, next month. Yeah, and, now you're uh, going to that, aren't you? 
Oh yeah, this will be my tenth year. Yeah. So next year, um, next year you can plan on having some house guests. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we, Shit, we, yeah. Yeah, we've been discussing um, it. I, we we can't make it work this year, but next year, yeah, we're we're, oh, we're gonna come totally, visit. Totally. Well, let let me lay you down an elegant weapons situation in the eyes of Fan Expo. <laughs> okay, you know I've done a lot of podcasting there over the years, but nothing ever official, right? So my my first time having an actual presence there was uh, when they did their smaller kind of version, which was just called Toronto Comic Con. Okay, which was just like the comic section of what Fan Expo would have been, you know. And uh, I got a booth in Artist Alley with uh, Sparkle Girl Jen. Mm-hmm. And uh, we split a booth, and she had all her wares, and I like podcasted from the table, and it was like a podcast home base. So from there, I met some more people, and then uh, this year I was talking to them, and I said, "What's the deal with Fan Expo? The third largest Comic Con in North America, and there's <coughs> there's like one podcast I can ever remember having like a booth there. It was I can't even remember who they were." And I was like, where's the deal? Like, where's the podcasting community? Because I know there's a lot of good shows that are coming out of Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, similar veins, similar genres that would fit in there. So I, I was emailing uh, nice guy James and uh, James at the Hobby Star there. They're like the sponsors. And I was like, what's the deal? Like, can we do this? Maybe a panel or a workshop or whatever? And he said, well, you know, it's too late already. Like, we're filled up with activities and this, this and that. But you know, this is a good idea. Let's maybe do this next year. So all I got to do is stay early and on the ball about this and like, you know, contact them like a week after this year's show. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that that's that really is one of the best things that you can do is just yeah. get in touch with those people as soon as you can. And I mean, I know just because I know a lot of the, you know, event coordinators from different shows, you know, you talk to them that week after they're like, I don't want to talk to you. But if you don't, <laughs> like, why don't you talk to me the week after? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, you know, and they were down with it. They thought it was a cool idea and this and that. And if you guys happen to be coming up, well, heck then. If I can say to them, look, you know, Motor City Con, talk to those kids and see how nice to be having drunk on comics around. You know what I mean? Yeah, we we had we had lots of fun at Motor City, and you got so much content out of it. You got like four parts of interview shows. You got like your just discussion show, you know. Yeah, we had well, we had a regular podcast, we had our panel, yeah, and then we had enough interviews to fill four episodes, special editions. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was it was ridiculous. I mean, like that was a, it, it was the hard part about it was trying to make sure that if somebody talked about something that was more time sensitive, that it came out, that we would release it at a point where, you know, you don't want to be some, have something that, that it's coming out the following week. And then a month later you post the podcast and it's like, Oh, oops, you know, that didn't help anybody. (laughs) (laughs) No, you guys are pretty, who did all the work who put in the, uh, the edit time. That's mostly Tony. Oh yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's primarily Tony. I know um, what that's like, man. That's some that's some work. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you you pretty much do everything on your own now, um, you know. Which we all have separate jobs, more or less. You know that that we kind of divvy up. Um, Kevin does a lot of the uh, a, a lot of the website, you know, little notes and yeah, know, it, yeah, some of the HTMLs, some minor stuff. You know, you know, there's some stuff that's a little bit more advanced. Than yeah. I could I could tackle, but yeah, you know the web stuff there, 
Uh, Tony handles uh, definitely editing some of the minor uploads. Yeah, uh, Facebook, and then I I handle like I I basically take care of all the the marketing and the Twitter and and uh, the building the relationships and getting us into places and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. That's, Pretty soon you're gonna you're gonna do the bookkeeping. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that, that, that that part that's not for me. Um, and the Matt is Matt's just kind of along for the ride. <laughs> hey, hey, we enjoy his company for the ride. Yeah, yeah. Matt Matt is our intellectual. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but but yeah, no. Let's see. Then again, Matt has a kid and a wife and all that shit. So like, yeah, yeah. that takes up that takes up some time for sure. Yeah. Things have gotten lighter for me uh, with the recent junk food points of interest merger. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys are aware of that having happened. No, but, no, uh, but I, I caught on real quick when you said it. <laughs> yeah, so that happened. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no uh, points of interest, friends of ours. And uh, it got to the point where like people were hosting shows on both networks that it got confusing and people didn't even know what was coming from where. So it just became natural and we kind of hooked up. And we're like, we should just make this one network because that'd be a lot easier. So I've had to do a lot less of the legwork lately because it's been spread around a lot more and it's been nice. So I've been able to concentrate on, you know, putting the fun stuff I like to like because my, my favorite part is the editing of, of an elegant weapon. Like the stuff I get to do to this show, that's half yeah. the fun for me, right? Like I love to pod. I love to talk. Great conversations, great people. And then it's just as much fun for me to have to do the stupid stuff after, you know? Yeah. See, for me, like I just like to sit around and bullshit. Yeah. Here. You know, we could we could have probably a second and third podcast just uh just a free form bullshit. <laughs> well and, and I like I almost feel bad that people don't get to listen to the conversation before the podcast. Oh uh, god, how often do we burn like a half hour of good good conversation? Yeah, yeah. Before we actually do end up hitting the record. Yeah, killer jokes <laughs> and like oh save that one for the podcast, but then we forget. Or, or we try or, it and we ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> I have my uh, Skype recorder. I have it set up to automatically record when a call is made or comes in. Oh, so nice. all all calls are automatically recorded because I got sick of missing those like little gems that you could tack yeah. on, just like a line you could tack on to the very end. You know? Yeah. 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 I tell you what, like um, actually, we stole something from you more or less uh, with your uh, Greg Capullo intro okay you know where where uh it, that's you that has the this is greg Capullo. you're listening to an elegant weapon isn't it oh uh, that's the short form yeah 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 so we 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 stole that when we went to motor city and started getting people to uh talk to us because we you know we've done interviews at other shows before never made them say it i'm like totally taking that <laughs> yeah well that's definitely that's not stealing it for me that's that's an age-old uh tool but yeah it's well, fun yeah, to have but- that you know it's it's fun to have those little, you know, bump. We call them bumpers. We actually, the network, we have a Dropbox folder that everybody is invited into that we make bumpers and share bumpers for each other. So, you know, if we can get cool shit for other people, you know what I mean? We'll, we'll pass yeah. it along, sort of thing. But most artists, you know, they're mostly cool guys. You just ask them quick, hey, man, you know, love your work. You want to, can you say this line? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my favorite one. Uh, still, just because his voice is so easily, like, you know, recognizable, was Curtis Armstrong. Dawson, Dudley, 
Call me Booger. All right. Booger? You know, the, the guy that played Booger on Revenge of the Nerds that, you know, he did uh, Eek the Cat. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Snot on American Dad, uh, you know, Better Off Dead, yeah. and, and other things. Yeah, love that guy. He was he was so much fun to talk to. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was easy easy to talk to and open. and Yeah. And he was he was just cool as hell with his fans, which you know that was that was one of the fun things yeah. too. And who was the other the, the like the big one you got at? Uh... Um, well, we talked to him. We talked to as, as far as media guests. Uh, talked to Aaron Ashmore from uh, Smallville. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and talked to uh, Alex Winter, aka Bill S. Preston Esquire. I'm Bill S. Preston Esquire. Yes, that was funny because. When I heard that the day before, I had listened to him on, uh, I think it was Nerdist. Oh, okay. Oh, he was, yeah. or it was like the day after or something, but like within that week, he was on your show and the Nerdist in the same week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was he was super nice as well. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, like I I think probably my my favorite artist to interview is almost always Ryan Stegman, just because he's just such a cool guy. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, he just. Dude, his Twitter feed cracks me up too. <laughs> Did but... you read the tweet that he just tweeted before we started? No. <laughs> he goes, <sighs> I feel bad for all the people down at the panels at Comic Con because they're probably all about me and I'm not even there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah like I, he's, he's just a blast. Like, I, I've, I've always enjoyed talking to him. But, you know, one of the cool things, that, and, Thank you, by the way, for for reminding us. Uh, Steven Berger was very cool, and God, I loved his book talk. Isn't that cool, it, shit, man? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the artwork is is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't know how the hell you did that for that long, and and because the, the like the cross hatching that he did on each panel, I'm sitting there going, one little panel had to have taken hours just for one small panel. Where most artists don't put that kind of time into it, but yeah, yeah. he uh, he's incredibly detailed and like because I before I saw talk I saw his uh, the only thing he had at the time when I first met him at a con in Toronto was uh, he had just started the pencils for talk. Okay. So I got to see some of the pencils and you know they were amazing as they were, but also just his other work like he does the Universal monsters. And uh, did you see any of that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, 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 his big posters and prints that he had. Oh my gosh! Like he's yeah. just an amazing talent, and he's a cool guy. And yeah, yeah. And what was interesting with him too is that you don't see a lot of times the 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 people that can do that the large format, you know, splash page cover art poster type stuff that also can do sequential art very very well. Yeah. Normally, normally you excel at one or the other, but he seems to have both down. So, you know, I'm, I'd like to see, I'd like to see him get into more stuff. But obviously, right now he's got a lot of time invested in, in talk, so he needs to push that out there. And, he's and, worked so hard and long on that book, and uh, you know, to the decisions he made because uh, it's hardcover, right? Yeah, he, yeah, like that's. And I think he had it bound, like they're like bound books and like just the decisions he made just because he wanted to, you know? 
Yeah. And he, yeah, it's total passion he put into this book. And, you know, it, and, and it's a $25 book, but I got to tell you, it's worth it. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. 25 bucks, that, that's a hard pill to swallow as a fanboy, you know, but especially when you don't know about something like that. But that's, you know, I guess, and that, and that kind of comes back to one of the reasons why we, we do Indie Turnpike on our show every week, you know, is that you've got to get some of the, the word out about some of these books that people won't look at because they don't want to spend three dollars or four dollars yeah you know and 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 try something new well you know i've been noticing a lot when we wrap up the show we do um um, the last call and you notice almost half those books uh in last call now are in in, in indies yeah (laughs) yeah well i i had i this week um and i i don't know if i listed everything off in last call but I know that that this week, me personally, I had like seventy or eighty percent of my books were indie books this week. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> were not yeah. Marvel or DC or even Image mm-hmm. for that matter. Yeah. So you know, and Image is an interesting one. I mean, I know you guys have had that "what is indie, what isn't" conversation. Yeah. But you know, Image is one of those that is it or isn't it Image or isn't it is it or is it not indie? Vertigo from DC. Is it or isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah it's 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 a it's a fine line. On, yeah. On, on some, yeah, we were but, able to talk for over an hour about it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know was... same thing. Like like just like the the Star Wars comics or the Star Trek or the Doctor Who or any of those licensed properties, like particularly from IDW, is that really independent or not? You know, because it's a licensed property. Yeah. So, I don't know, but conversation for another time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's it's a good point to why I've been really appreciating some things about the digital age because I've been coming across comics and you know meeting people who'd send me their comics who I would have never ever 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 met without you know this digital technology of somebody half halfway across the continent being able to send me their work. And it yeah. being mind blowing shit, and then getting them, and then having something like Skype to be like, come on my show and let's talk about Tart, or let's talk about Renerd, or let's talk about Stranger, or let's talk about whatever, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, did you ever have a chance to check that out, Renerd? I have not. You guys must give it, just give it a perusal. All right. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. you know, it's a good, it's it's a good zombie book. It's not your typical like, you know. How how's that spelled? It's it's just stranger, but yeah, R E N E R D. It's stranger at reenerd.com. Okay. Yeah. And just the coolest thing about it is it's not like a Walking Dead scenario where you're following a group of people. Every story is different, but there's one guy who wanders through. And uh yeah. But he's one of those guys too, you know, he does the drawing and the writing and the art and the whole thing and just that impresses the shit out of me yet has a family and a job and man. Yeah. You know, There's, you know and, and I tell you what, that's one of the other things that I will say that, that people need to go to their local conventions for, because you're, you're probably not really going to see it at a San Diego or, and, and you may not even see, you'll see some at New York and you're going to see some at like C2E2 and, and you know, uh, Emerald city and all those, but like, especially some of the smaller uh, shows, go to those and check out those those independent artists that are doing stuff that aren't tied with any kind of label at all. Yeah, you can find some amazing fucking work. And you know, it's like I I remember 
God, this is probably 10 to 12 years ago. I was at Motor City and I, you know, I'm walking through Artist Alley and this guy's like, hey, hey, how's it going? How's it going? Hey, you, should, you like comics? Come check this. Total, <laughs> total like salesman pitched me and thrown at me. And I looked and I'm like, okay, well, this stuff's kind of pretty there. So I'll go over and look. And he starts pitching me on this book that he has called The Gift. And he goes on and on about it. And, and at this point, there were, I think, 12 issues out. The first 10, he self-published. And then at issue 11, it was picked up by, uh, by Image. Wow. And, and he's like, hey, just check it out. And I'm, and I'm like, well, you know, and I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm not going to be able to find back issues. I'm like, all right, we'll make me a deal on all twenty because I like to, <laughs> I, I like to work up bundle prices. And he's like, he's like, all right. Turns out the guy that wrote it, Raven Gregory, is now um, chief executive editor for Xenoscope. Nice, you know. And so it's like, it, here you've got a guy that that you know worked his butt off, got something good going, and the artist on it. Uh, was Tyler Kirkham, who has been doing Green Lantern Corps and a bunch of other stuff. He just had his own book that he wrote come out uh, from Xenoscope called Screwed. You know, so you get to meet people. A lot of times, sometimes, yeah, they aren't going to go anywhere. But a lot of times you, you can run into people if you, if you like what you like and you buy what you, what you like, you're going to end up having something that could theoretically be worth money later on, too, if you are in the, the collecting <laughs> For, for profit, which is a terrible idea. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, absolutely. But it is, if you got to come across like the next walking dead, number one before, you know, yeah. right. It's not like, yeah, what happened because of the nineties and shit, you know, oh, you the nineties. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you guys would enjoy uh fan expos artist alley. Then it's uh jam packed with, uh, a lot of great independent artists and like mid-level artists and, you know, mixing and matching. And this year's exciting because they're opening. Uh, what it is is the Metro Toronto Convention Center is a convention center that has two main halls. There's little like buildings and rooms or this and that, but there's two main halls. And uh, sorry, there's two main buildings and each of these buildings have their halls, right? And uh, normally Fan Expo is just one of these. So it's like the South Building which has its main hall G, which is like, you know, Comic-Con's like Hall H or whatever. Yeah. So it's just gotten to a point with, with you know, the 80,000 plus they're getting or whatever that you can't handle it. So they're opening the North Building and essentially literally doubling the size of Fan Expo's floor space. Now, they're, they're also adding a, a handful of sports stars <laughs> to this they are doing a sports section. Yeah, it's uh... a. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, you got Gordy Howe and Bobby Orr there. That's enough. Oh, that's, you know. oh, that's huge. Yeah, you know, and 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 I'm trying to remember. There were a couple others, but you know, shit. I mean, Gordy Howe. Luckily, us being a, you know Michigan people, and us, you know, do they need do they need Doug Flutie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll go for that. Patrick Roy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not call. I'm not calling the the way that he wants it to be pronounced. I'm, I'm a Red Wings fan. I, I have no love for that guy. <laughs> but but yeah, I, that's kind of interesting, you know. And I I know that there's been a little bit of backlash on that. You know, people saying, 
why are you including sports, blah, blah, blah. But number one, they do call it Fan Expo. And number two, if you have people from the Brady Bunch there, fuck off. It's not <laughs> <all>. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, it's been generally supported here because they did it in a way that wasn't like uh, flashy, sort of usual sporty. Like it is people like Gordy Howe and Bobby Orr who essentially live up the street. Like, they didn't yeah. have to stretch far to get a lot of these people who are coming. I mean, one special... It is cool. They got Hulk Hogan. Well, you know, you're exactly right, Mean Gene. Yeah? That's all right. And they're putting him in the sports thing, which is kind of pulp culture you know, 80s-ish. Yeah. So it's not completely off the mark, but, you know... I mean, he did athletic things. Yeah. And so, what's his name? Uh, yeah, he did. He, he did athletic yeah. things. <laughs> oh, speak, speaking of people that, that, that juice up... They got Ben Johnson there. No way. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 I didn't realize that. That's funny. I'm like, <laughs> well, you nice. got the guy famous for having his metal stripped from him. I'm like, yeah. next year we get Lance Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun year, though. They announced uh, Carrie Fisher and uh, Palpatine himself. So, yep. you know, they don't, we don't, even though it's a big show, there aren't usually huge, giant Star Wars gets. You know, like Anthony Daniels is there every year and Chewbacca, but, you know, <laughs> none of the essentials are usually there. Yeah. Peter, did you hear uh, that they went, that, that they were not going to let him through airport security uh, and let him keep his cane? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen his cane, Kevin, but. No. Well, I mean, Peter. I, I knew, is, I knew he, he, is, he has difficulties getting around. Well, yeah, I mean, anybody that large, they end up yeah. having problems. No, but what's but up with his cane? His, his cane is a custom lightsaber. Oh, okay. Made into a cane, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's super, super nice guy, too. But, yeah, that was a, that was a yeah. little news story I heard the other day. <laughs> Yeah, he's a super super nice guy. When I met him, though, he was uh, he had just had these like stu- these reporter students or somebody like interviewing him, and I guess I don't know they were asking the dumbest questions or something, because when he like finished with them and then turned around to like sign my picture for me, he was like he was not pleased with them. Like <laughs> he wasn't an asshole, but he was like fucking idiots or something, you know. And he was perfectly nice to me and everything. Like he's a super nice guy, but yeah. You know, I guess he they they probably do get tired of the same old stupid shit once in a while. But he's a grumpy old English hippie, you know, so Yeah. 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 That you know, I, I think one of the most fun things uh for us is you know, I mean, when when you go to the conventions, we've been volunteering at conventions for a long time, so you tend to have a different entrance, you know, and exit that you go in and out of than the general population. And it also happens to be the same one where a lot of the, the, the media guests or the, mm-hmm. uh, the the artists and stuff, they'll go out back to go smoke. So you end up having really random conversations with celebrities and, and whatnot out there that you you would never have if you were just a normal guest at the show, you know, a normal attendee. And uh, always makes it interesting because, you know, I never, I had no idea that Peter Mayhew was actually British. Oh, yeah? Until, until he opened his mouth. And I was like, didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, I went ahead and I went for the for gold this year and applied for press passes. Yeah. So I went officially through and filled out the application and sent them all my links and inf- info and 
this and that. And they said they got back to me and said, we, you know, you'll know by August 9th. And uh, we got all your stuff. You're good to go. We'll see what happens. Cool. So fingers crossed. And if that happens, that'll be. <laughs> I'm I'm zeroing in on Carrie Fisher because I I don't know. I just want to talk to her for a second just in case something awesomely batty crazy comes out of her fucking mouth. <laughs> you know? Like yeah, that, that that that's kind of half the fun, you know. But yeah, yeah the, the the thing is now here's the question. You need to find some like artist or some media guest or whatever. You need to get them to do an interview where you both smoke down. Hey guys. Wonder joints. Like we, I've had difficulty with this situation because there's still a stigma. And, you know, it's uh, I have faced certain stereotypes when trying to make certain endeavors, uh, <laughs> whether they be sponsorship endeavors or interview endeavors. Uh, you know, some people aren't comfortable with that aspect of the show. But I have to smile and go on because the show is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, when people are down, it's super cool. But yeah, you kind of have to be accepting because I understand there's a stigma as, as much as that sucks. I'm not going to change who I am or the show is, but, uh, you know, that's, that's one bit that worries me why I don't know if I'll get press passes, you know, because they're <laughs> going to check out the show. And if they check out the blog and they check out, it's pretty, it's not super obvious. It's not in your face, no. but it's, 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 it's there. It's present. Yeah, it's not like this, this comic is brought to you by, uh, Kush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, I'm not hiding what I'm doing here, but I'm not. Why, why would, oh, I'm not trying to super promote it, right? Why would so, comics be sponsored by a, by, one of, <laughs> by one of those little balls that that Oprah used to throw out, or Ellen, or whoever? Super happy fun ball. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! The, oh, those are Kush balls, not Kush. Kush yeah, uh, that's Kush, different. Yeah, Kush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's Kush balls. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be sweet. Yeah. So you know, I'm a little nervous because of that situation. But if it does go through, through, who knows what'll happen? You know. I I'd hope I'd had hoped to at least get a couple good sound bites out of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But even if it doesn't come through, I just gorilla podcast there every year, anyways. You know, it's just I don't get to the big name stars, but there's plenty of awesome independent artists there willing to talk, and you know. You'd be surprised, like I mean, especially if you're there all weekend, how many people will talk to you, whether they know that you have a table or not. Because I don't, I don't think half the people that we talk to, at least half the people that we talk to realized that we had a booth and that we were, you know, quote unquote, like the, you know, the official podcast sponsor of, of, of the Oh, yeah. And, 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 yeah. And we were there. I mean, our booth was in your face, big banners. We even had a banner hanging up 10 feet. Oh, really? Clearly yeah. visible from a way down several aisles. So, I mean, it was visible. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was. Uh, but, but But you know what? I, I could see, you know, people being distracted by uh, cardboard Minecraft heads. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and a lot of people never get up from their booth or never walk away, you know, from their yeah. table yeah. to actually go see. But, yeah, I mean, like, that's why we had the handheld. We just run around and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. go snag interviews where we can. Yeah, same thing I do. And I, I don't even turn record off, eh? Like, I'll hit record and just start walking. And uh, and I'll I'll just walk up to people. That's uh, I did that. There's one guy, Toronto Batman, 
Uh, yes. Yeah, I just walked up. I was just walking by him when I got him to give me a little bumper. I was walking by, and I already had it recording, and I just said to him, Toronto Batman, say hello to an elegant weapon. And he just came up and just started... Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Hi, Elegant Weapon Podcast. I'm not a big fan of weapons because that's what took out my parents. And I'm very angry and distraught. But it's an awesome podcast. Uh, it's second to Kevin Smith's podcast. And this is coming from Toronto Batman, who has done nothing good since June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, think, I think my Ghostbusters Society interview... My Doctor Who Society interview and Toronto Batman were all one voice memo. Because <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even stop. I just go. I love it. I just hit record and because you you don't want to miss something. At least I don't. So I just keep it going at all times. And well, it's funny because I know when we were talking to Alex Winter, he's like, "Well, hang on, hang on." He's like, "Cause you guys can edit this stuff out later." And I go, "We could, but we probably won't." <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, we didn't. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that yeah. was that was that was good times. As as in fact, this has been good times, um, gentlemen. It's great to hang out with you two again, and uh, yes. congratulations again, of course, on all your success. Um, why don't you ramble through all your areas of where people can find you and your shit? Um, well, people can find us at most local bars. Uh, <laughs> if there's a good beer special and karaoke, we're probably there. We also uh, can be found at places with pinball and vintage video games as well. But if they are not in our local area, uh, they can find us at drunkoncomics.com. You can follow us on Twitter at drunkoncomics, facebook.com slash drunk on comics and basically if you put drunk on comics into your computer you'll, <laughs> you'll, you'll find us yes. uh, also on itunes and uh yeah and uh shout out your your hosts who aren't here today uh matt and tony the brothers mckay um are off at a uh at a local a uh, reunion of sorts yeah family thing one of the cousins has okay. a band that's playing and yeah sounds like there's gonna be potato salad and uh beer. <laughs> You know, so good times. Very American. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So everybody check these guys out. Uh, they're what I consider to be the premier comic book podcast on the Internet today. So, Kevin, Derek, thank you so much. Everybody else, uh, love you very much. We'll see you next time on An Elegant Weapon. Take it easy.